Trainer. Yo, yo, this is Justin B. Bieber. Hey, it's Ariana Grande. Just the interviews. A Zach Sang Show exclusive podcast. It's a Zach Sang Show. We got Heather. We got Dan. And we welcome to the studio huh? Tiffany Young. Hey. Hi, Zach. Hi, Heather. Hi, Dan. Thank you for having me. I am very excited to have you here because you, correct me if I'm wrong, you're kind of a K-pop icon in a sense well thank you that's very flattering girls generation has been um around for a decade so i think we've we've had i've had enough years to say that uh, we've kind of made a mark <laughs> oh kind of. really big mark. thank you you're one of the two members out of girls generation to have a solo album you create a subgroup out yes. of it <laughs> and now you're back doing your own thing so we have a lot to dive into because i'm very fascinated by the entire k-pop world and it is fascinating it and can you agree that now more than ever it's at the forefront of a lot of people's minds yes i i mean i k-pop has evolved and is is forever evolving and growing and it, it went from like um we girls generation we had a year where we were performing at madison square garden we were on the billboards with lg and like it it was we had our like amazing run going to youtube music awards and winning and and then there was also gangnam style that you know, Gangnam Style was such a huge. I still think it's one of the greatest. It is. <laughs> and and right now, it's BTS. I I'm just always amazed and you know proud that I'm I'm part of such a big. Uh, happy to be part of it, um, K-pop, and that I'm excited to see where it's going to go. Has it always been? I mean, not always, but since you've been a part of it, mainstream like. Would you consider yourself as one of the people who brought it mainstream? You and Gangnam Style and obviously BTS is doing it now. Girls' Generation, yes. Girls' Generation forever. (laughs) Yeah, I think so. Especially I'm very proud of how we brought it to where it was because we we were that that generation where there wasn't YouTube when we started and then it happened. So it just kind of blew up and that's when like the views and kind of taking it international and um, taking it all over the world. We, we got, I got to go to Madison Square Garden, yeah. to to the Staples Center, to, to France, to, to just amazing places. And, and yeah, um, pretty proud of uh, being the only girl band to do it too. The internet changed... <laughs> The reach of K-pop. Yes, I'm so happy about it. (laughs) And your story is really fascinating because you grew up in California, right? Yes. And then at 15, you... You kind of get pressured into becoming a part of a singing competition. (laughs) Yeah, because of my brother. (laughs) Yes. Your brother was the one who forced you to do it. Yeah, I was uh, growing up... Born and raised, I uh, born in San Francisco, raised here in Southern California, and then music was kind of my therapy. And growing up, that was what, like the only thing that made me happy. And my brother was just like, "I think you should really do this." And we didn't know there were going to be a bunch of executive like labels, A and R's, and like people who are scouting for new like K-pop, maybe a new girl. And and I was auditioning, and they were like, "I I got a bunch of um." business cards okay and i was like um what <laughs> yeah like I, I just came here to sing and they're like oh no we want you to audition for our, our label and then yeah that's it that's how it all happened but it all happens within three weeks three weeks so they 
hear you saying, do they make you an offer that same day? Yeah. And then that weekend, I went to an audition. I went to, I meet, well, I met one of the um, pe- the casting directors and she was like, yeah, could we just tape everything you've got? Like, what, what do you do? What do you, what, like, tell me about you. And then I sang, I danced, I gave them a little bit about me. And then like a couple days later, she call- she flew back to Korea and then called me and said, we want to sign you. <gasps> and... Yeah. Why are they? Why are they in America looking for K-pop stars? I think they're always looking for. Um, I mean, now more than ever, there is always a Korean American member, but there's also Canadian Korean or Canadian Chinese uh, Chinese Canadian. Said it the wrong way, uh, the other way around. But yeah, they're always looking for an English speaking member oh. or a foreign oh. a member who can speak a foreign language, so that it can reach more fans like so that we can start talking for ourselves not with the translator gotcha. and yeah it was convenient when we came to LA <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or New York <laughs> but because you're the only one in the group who knows English do you instantly become the leader no we we have a leader and it, it got tr- it, it's so seven of us uh, well like six of us are the same age so it became kind of like we were always we're all the same age and we, the other two are a year and two years younger. So yes, we have a leader, um, my friend Tan, but in terms of like, because it was so much, so there were so many things to juggle. I got to be really hands-on in terms of the creative direction and like what kind of music and what kind of fashion and videos. And I've, I just am very passionate and expressive and they're just like no one loves this more than you like no one loves us more than you we trust you and yeah it led to me kind of taking control and also being able to create a subunit out of it yeah you you create the subgroup yeah (laughs) tts yes so uh, but from somebody on the outside i would think or i think the stereotype is that if you're a member of one of these groups and you work for the company you actually don't have much control you might not have a ton of con- creative control the first couple of years yeah it seemed i was i was learning all the rules so that i can make new ones it's like you know, they say learn the rules to break them, but it. it's like you don't need to break them. You just learn them and make new ones. And I think I I hope everybody. Yeah, I hope I don't look too much like a rebel because I'm starting to look like one because I'm the only one that's here. <laughs> yeah. Hi. <laughs> Is that scary? Um, yeah, it can be scary. Growing up, I was the I was 15. I didn't have parents around me in Korea. Um, I didn't speak Korean fluently at the time. So yeah, I, I, I was scared, like being trying to kind of blend in, but still have my own opinions and be around K-pop parents, which are a whole new thing. <laughs> oh, that's, that's a new term, K-pop parents. Yeah. I was the only one in the meeting that because I was like, hi, I'm representing me. And then it was all K-pop parents. So. What role do the K-pop parents actually have? Like, are they, can they speak on behalf of their kid? Yeah, of course. In in terms of like, my bandmates were at the label starting at 10. So it, we were, their lives were based around like going to uh, practice and rehearse and then going to school and kind of maintaining it all at the same time. And as 10 year olds, um, yeah, you do need parents yeah, to no, do it, do. to manage that. And I, yeah, I came at 15 thinking that, that I, I was in charge. And, <laughs> and yeah, that that made me um, grow, um, grow up real fast. And um, 
here now. Were your parents nervous? They said no. They said no. And then I was like, you should be thanking me. I should be moving out at 17 or 18. I'm saving you three years. (laughs) So yeah, I was that kid. Wow. But I mean, and and I didn't come back until I was set to debut. So I was determined. Like there were times that I just cry and want to give up because it's intense. Like I've, I've never even said that before, but I'm here. Like I was passionate about having, being an artist and be, having a story and, and making others feel better because I felt better through music and I thought that was magical. Who made it intense? Who put the pressure on the members? Was it each other? Was it the executives? I think it's the system itself. It's like you have to be able. So obviously we we take vocal lessons, dance lessons, language lessons, acting lessons. Um, and then on our downtime, like we'd get scripts from like radio shows like that our seniors go to or like or the other artists go through go to and we take the like scripts and we'd like practice reading each other and hosting yeah and it's intense but um yeah it's kind of made me who i am and it 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 can be crazy but um yeah it's it's i i took it in a very positive way (laughs) do you think that system is necessary and vital to creating a superstar uh Yes and no, because at at first, like when I was there, when I was younger, I was like, okay, yeah, I need to be, this is me being responsible. This is me learning. Like I need to do this. This is what it takes versus now that I I am out of it and I am kind of the only one out of it right now. I'm I'm blessed. I love, I love my bandmates. Thank you for supporting me. Um, Yeah, I'm, I, I do believe it, that there needs change and that I hope that me being here and kind of doing my own thing and that's what it is nowadays like you get to do what you want on your terms and and kind of do all the things you want it's not just you can only do this or you have to be here you can't say things I think the beauty of now is having a voice and speaking up and and saying you know what it was great but there can be change and do you think that the rules have changed a little bit for the people currently in the system or do you think it's just as intense as it's always been um, I think there's an, in, there is an in-between going on. Like it, it does still seem like pretty intense and obviously all the things that I grew up doing, like language lessons and dance lessons and, um, the new, the younger, a newer, um, artists seem like they're as polished as yeah. <laughs> and, and doing the, um, intense training program. Um, but there is a, uh, new underground uh, scene where there are a lot more independent artists that are trying out new things in different styles and it's it's working and people are really reacting to it because that's the truth. That's truth. And I think that's why I'm here. Like the truth is I wanted it to, I'm at this place where I want it to be about the craftsmanship of, of, of what it is to create a sound. And I'm really just kind of going back into the studio and figuring out what I want to say, what I want it to sound like. And yeah, here I am. And obviously everything you've been through, it's kind of all turns into inspiration for music. Yes. I'm sure you have stories for days. Was it hard to get out of the contract? Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, of course. It, it was a big decision, especially when um, the label is one thing and my bandmates are another. That, that I think that that's the confusion that was going on. Um, we are blessed that we do get to stay together as a band, but I did leave the label. So I think that's the confusion there. So you, you can still be in Girls' Generation um, or TTS? 
Yeah, no, yes. Okay. Yes, because uh, when uh, I'm at this place where I said, if you guys want me there, I can be there. Like, it's actually you guys who are busier than I am. I'm like kind of taking、it. my time. And, and yeah, it's, it, it's there, there, this is a new chapter for everyone. It's never been done before.、It's... And it is scary. I、yeah. won't lie. You can see it in my eyes.、Um, <laughs> but I'm happy. I'm, and, and I feel, I feel, Uh, confident and supported, and there's a level of trust from both my bandmates and my fans that、uh, we, this, when I was getting ready to leave、um, and move back home, everyone was like, Remember, this is what you always wanted. And that felt like, I was like, That's, that's everything. Like,、uh, to hear that from my bandmates instead of them going, No, you can't go, or like, You need to stay. It's like, You always wanted this and go after your dreams. And, Genuine support and、yeah. love for you and、Absolutely. wanting the best for you. So,、yeah. But so while you were in the group,、yeah. you always wanted to be a solo artist? Yeah, of course. We originally all of us dreamed of being solo artists, and I think that's what was kind of amazing about Girls' Generation. We always kind of made each other be the best of. Each other's the best version we can be at the time. And it was just like, okay, she's good at this and she's good at this, and just kind of made all of us hyper focused into being the best versions of ourselves. So, how scary was it when you finally made the decision to be like, all right, guys, this is what I'm going to do now? Ooh, yeah. I, I remember I sat the girls out and I was like, so what do you guys, what, I, I, I said, what do you want to do? Like, where are you guys at? Because it's, it's not about like, What's best for、uh, like the group? It's like, in, in the end, we are all human beings. What do you want? Like, because I care for you as a human being and I want you to feel the same way. And everybody was just like, yeah, I think some of my, some of my bandmates wanted to go into acting full time. Some of my bandmates wanted to take a break. And I wanted to go to back to, I wanted to go to acting school. So I went to acting school as soon as I got here last September for a year.、Sweet. And yeah, I, it, It was scary, but、um, it's, it's, a, it's a great decision. It, it, feels, it feels like when I was moving to Korea, it all happened so fast, but I was just like really determined. And my heart is in a good place. So I hope, and that's my truth. So I know the truth will、um, prevail. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> and you acted in Korea. You were in the Korean version of Fame. Yes, I was, the musical, but I haven't done any. Like film or TV yet. Not yet. <laughs> yet. I've been going to auditions and taking class and lessons. So, I mean, it, they say it takes 10,000 hours to make a ma-、uh, master at your craft. And I'm, I'm new to acting, so I'm taking my time. <laughs> How different are the cl- acting classes that you take now compared to the ones that you took in Korea? Um, I can actually understand without translating it over. <laughs> and at the time, I had to carry a dictionary around. I, it wasn't on an app where it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, I really had a book <laughs> that I had to carry around. This was like 2006 or 5 or 4. Yeah, but not, yeah, I'm, I'm not that old. But I, yes, I have a good amount of years and I'm, that I'm proud of. <laughs> but yeah, I, being back here and I, I decided to study、um, the Meister technique. And、oh, cool. yeah, it, it, I'm glad that I got to 
know what types of and what styles of acting there was and go like, okay, and read different and research about it and go, okay, I think this is the one I want to want to study. And yeah, but before it was just like, okay, I'm going to acting class, but I'm like also looking up what they're saying at the same time. And yeah, it's, I feel like, a, um, yeah, I can, I can do it better now that I'm don't have to filter through it twice. <laughs> what did you, what was like the biggest thing that you learned about yourself through Girls' Generation and that whole workshop experience? Um, there's so much. There's like 10 years. There's, um, I think the, the biggest thing that I really loved about Girls' Generation, still love about Girls' Generation, is that... Um, you can find togetherness, but also find individuality. Like you, you don't have to be alone to be this, you know, like find yourself and be a solo diva or, or, you know, like, and also being together should make you a better person as a person alone, not just, you know, oh, you're just part of another group. Like that, that, and I think 10 years has really proved Every, to everybody that it's not like oh they were just together or I bet that girl wanted to leave or it, yeah um, that that's the lesson that togetherness also created individuality for me that's uh, by the way like I think a lot of people can take that and use it in so many different ways but isn't that like our world it's our community you know, yeah you I, use I, your individual individuality to actually like be a part of a ma- bigger group yeah that that's exactly 2018 seems to be that that that's what I should be telling everybody. <laughs> yeah. That's good. How, how I don't know much about it. Like mm-hmm. how big was or is Girls Generation? Madison Square Garden, I, bro. Well, I know that, but like <laughs> how big was it even over there? Because if it was big here, how big was it in Korea? It it is. Um, yeah. It we've had. 10 consecutive years, um, a minimum of an album each year. Um, I think five or five consecutive tours. We have um, four tours that are in the top 10 grossing female band concerts of all time. (laughs) I was like, we are, we're next to the Spice Girls and (laughs) Sunny's Child. And yeah, um, that's a little bit of what what I did before. I just can't believe how big it actually was. Yeah, and 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 oh, and we we did sell a million copies in Japan as well. Wow. Yeah, and that's still something I'm very proud of. I'm like, we sold a million copies of one album. That's a am- yeah. Thank you. That's amazing. <laughs> and yeah, oh that's my gosh. yeah. So some you, of the things when, I've done. <laughs> when you decide to leave, is it like Zane quitting One Direction? Yeah, I mean, I I, I think it, it was shot, but we I didn't quit, so I just left the label. Luckily, that, yeah, that is kind of tricky. Me saying it out loud too, but um, yeah, I think it's because um, that's how like active we were. Like we were always together, and it was always all eight of us and. Everyone's like, oh my gosh, she's not going to be there. But it's so untrue because they're visiting every other month. And I have like bandmates coming in every other month and they're like, oh, this is nice. Like they, they're spending quality time now that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you don't have the pressure of work and everything. Yeah. You can actually be friends. It's nice. It doesn't yeah. suck. And now they have a place to stay in Los Angeles. Yes, they do. That's what, they're, that's what they keep saying. They're like, we should just all crash at your place. I'm like... Let me know when <laughs> and how many of you. Yeah, give me four weeks notice <laughs> and I'll let you know. It's nice. And obviously you speak Korean fluently now. Yes, now I do. After yeah. 13 years, yes, I can say I'm pretty good at it. That's a pretty cool skill. <laughs> I'm still learning though. Why was Over My Skin the right song for you to release? For Because 
I mean, it is a, it's kind of a second wave of your solo life, right? Yes, it is. Why was that the right record? Um, I have been writing in the studio since last October. So that song was written in May. And I was finally really getting comfortable in my skin. Like, I know it sounds kind of cliche in a way. But um, yeah, from where I stand, like being in a girl band for 10 years, I wasn't able to be super expressive and say like, I have... I have I I've had issues or I've had like it takes it takes a lot to break out. It, it's just always like polished, ready to go, 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 go. And this song for me was like finally I'm ready to just write and have fun and just kind of break out of the mold. So that that song um, definitely felt like the opener for me. But, but it takes you to be comfortable with yourself and in your own skin to actually create something like that. I, I am a lot more. I, I think being 29 versus being 17. Yeah, you're you're mature and <laughs> Yay. confident. Yeah, I talked about carrying dictionaries around my backpack versus nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, I, I sound like I'm a lot older. I'm not that old. I'm 29 now. So being 29 and I am also from, um, I mean, there is a pressure of female musicians having to be young, not just in Korea, but all over the world. And I am someone that's proud to be growing up and being happy in being a woman, being, um, uh, you know, just growing up. And yeah. I think nobody else is talking about it. And I was just like, you know what? I want to talk about it. I'm, like, I know the song isn't literally talking about it, but, you know, I have so much... I have more music to share soon, so I, this is just one of many. But, but you do look like you're like 21. You look very really? young. Really? Yeah, you look very young. But I'm going to take that as a compliment it now. It is a compliment. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's very cool to see all, like, to see everything and uh, what you've done and kind of like the path you've set because a few people from K-pop groups end up going solo, but... Very few stick with it, and there's like it's it's a it could be a really dark world after Absolutely. it's all done. Yeah, is there any part of you that regrets taking part in the system? Not at all. Not I mean when I like as I was mentioning when I was younger, there of course when you're younger you think about I wish I w- I didn't do that or I did do that, but as you know, luckily I stayed rooted in what I was doing and, and being where I am now, I wouldn't be here if, if, if I wasn't there or didn't go through things. Cause yeah, there were days that I made mistakes or, or I wanted to quit or I wanted to give up or perfectionism got the best of me. And, and luckily I'm, I've had the time, a, a good year to kind of step back and see if this is what I really want to do. And this is what I really love to do. And I'm taking it that's a privilege all over again, and yeah, I, I, I wouldn't change a thing. Zach Sang Show. Hey, we all have our favorite photos, the ones we cherish and adore. So here's a question. Why wouldn't you love to see those special photos that are sitting on your phone or computer displayed on your wall? I have so many photos on my phone and on my Instagram account right now that I would love to see every single day. I would love to see them here in the studio. I would love to see them at my house. I gotta use these people. Canvas people, they have one job. Transform your photos into beautiful, unique, and museum-quality canvases that are easy to hang and make fabulous home decor. And by the way, Canvas people are going to give you a free 11 by 14 canvas. This is a $69.99 value, and you're going to get it for free. 
You just got to pay shipping. Visit canvaspeople.com, upload your photo, and enter the special code Zach. Z-A-C-H. Zach Sancho. Do you think they need to redefine the word idol? Yes, they, yes, they do. I really do think so. Because when I walked in as a 15-year-old girl saying, I want to be an artist, nobody took that seriously. And luckily, 10 years in and, and a few accomplishments, um, they take um, a lot of 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 a lot more idols seriously over the the time but i i just hope that when when they look at a k-pop idol there that there more people will will see somebody that's passionate about music and and wanting to tell a story why isn't it a k-pop artist what why do they feel like the world wants to see perfection Looking back, when I was doing it at 17, I was in this headspace of, you know what, positivity. I can make everything, like, if I push through and tell myself it's going to be okay, it's going to be okay. So, at the, like, looking back at it, that was my truth at the time. At 17, I was, I, uh, yeah, things were hard as yeah. hell, and, and sometimes I would cry in my room. But in the end, my heart was at... I'm going to try my hardest and smile through this and make my make myself feel better and make others feel better. I but I think when we see it now, it's like, why is everybody displaying perfection? So at the time, I didn't know that I was displaying perfection, but who knows? There there are a lot more, um, there's a lot more uh, different styles and um, different sounds of um, that, um, that artist's k-pop artists are experimenting with these days so but the, the company wants idols the company wants perfection yeah they do they don't want you Straight to up, have yeah. a relationship they don't yeah. want you to dress a certain way yeah they see you uh, you gotta look a certain i mean everything is <laughs> meticulous yeah look at you now I'm, I'm gonna throw these pillows <laughs> oh no wait i want to hug this pillow. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's i mean they create the definition because they, for some reason, think that people want to see perfection. But I can make the argument that in 2018, people want authenticity. Yeah, that's what I love about 2018. And that I, I get to kind of say that out loud now. Where, whereas, yeah, I get to say it out loud. Now, hello, K-pop artists. Um, 2018 is about authenticity. It's about who you like are. Being real and your truth. And here, yeah, you're absolutely right. I think I think over time, it has changed that um, social media has become such a big platform and it is about having a voice and an opinion versus let's be perfect like remember when first the, the instant insta, i mean social media first started and still till this day people are still um kind of trying to portray it to be perfect and no lie me too like sometimes i'm like wait is that gonna be cool am i weird <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna be real i'm gonna be real with you, you. use the filter to cover things up yeah and there you know there you, you get to go through it but in the end now it is about authenticity it's about like the moment like i'm here let me snap a picture exactly. let me say hi yeah i'm here and and Just be yourself yeah I'm, I'm glad i'm happy and i can even make the argument that BTS's success is due to a level of authenticity that's in the lyrics of their songs, right? Because they great. talk about things that everybody's going through. I told you, K-pop artists are trying new things yeah. and experimenting. Like they know life, so I, I don't know. Like people want to see people they can be friends with. Like I, they nah. don't want to see like perfect hair and everything meticulous. But then again, like I, I'm just looking at it from 
like an American consumer maybe? No, I think all the fans feel the same way. We, we're all human beings. Like we have bad days and good days. We make mistakes. We cry. We have snot and tears. And, <laughs> and, and we have days where we want to laugh and joke around and, and be free. And, and um, yeah, we're, we're, I'm, finding, I'm finding that space. Are, are the male K-pop groups expected to be as perfect as the female yeah. K-pop groups? Yeah, yeah I didn't know if it was like they wanted the females. Like I didn't know if it was the treat. Everyone was treated the same. Oh uh, yeah, but I, yeah, pretty much they want everybody wants per- a level of perfection, right? But like here's this thought just entered my mind as you're describing what makes a human being a human being. Thank you. You described <laughs> things that like another human being grows attached to that human for, right? Mm-hmm. You cry, you laugh, you share wisdom. Thank you. When, when you do those things like through social media, people then feel attached to you and you build a relationship. But if you're looking at it from the company's perspective, right? Mm-hmm. Why do they want their di- well, they don't want human beings. They want vehicles for music because then they're, the, the, the audience is attached to the music and not to human beings. So then you're, you last forever, regardless of their involvement. And then they just want to be able to take you out and plug somebody else in yeah. that represents those same ideals. Well, I, I, was just, I, was, I was like, you did? And I'm so glad I was there for 10 years because that's what changed it. Yeah. It, it isn't it isn't just a, a blank space to be filled with we are all human beings and there's something special and there's a story behind every artist not idol yeah. <laughs> and and i think that you know what you crack the code where i'm gonna say that a lot more and it's it's it, it's it's about really kind of showing that over time like I, i'm not gonna show my snot and tears the first go but, but no, <laughs> i mean <laughs> but eventually you build a relationship with yeah, people absolutely. who love your music and then mm-hmm. you just you, you you open up there's a connection yes yeah thank you for letting me open up about this i've never even talked about this like this well, openly <laughs> i thank you for thank you. Ju- coming here and talking <laughs> no. about it and being so open about it because I, I, it's been a genre of music that I've been very fascinated with as of the last maybe year and a half or so. And it's a, it's an interesting world. And honestly, like there's artists that I've played on the radio that are K-pop artists. Mm-hmm. And when I play their music, I get feedback from fans. And mm-hmm. the feedback from the fans, like they'll tell me not to play certain artists based on the way the company treats those artists <gasps> and based on the way that whole relationship mm-hmm. works out. Yeah. They're I've, very I, vigilant about it. Yeah. And I'm super happy that the fans have become so strong and opinionated where it was just like they were kind of and you know what it is for the fans like my music yes. and us performing and us being on stage like we've created a relationship we've created a relationship and I'm, I'm so glad that even the fans are, are finding authenticity and opinions and, and kind of really yeah and, and they should. I mean, to be honest with you, I look at it like this. They're the ones giving everybody money. So the company doesn't have money unless the fans end up buying the albums yeah. or going to the shows. So if the fans are going to be the ones calling them on their bull squash, they should listen because bull ul- squash. ultimately it's them. They're the ones paying the bill. Doesn't matter how great the artists are if they don't have fans to support it. Yeah, absolutely. The system's done. Thank you. We, I need to take you to Korea. Yeah. I, give me a call. <laughs> I need to take you guys to Korea. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know if all the companies are going to like what I have yeah, to say. No, but, but I, I, well, we can start a revolution. <laughs> are, are you Amen. worried about them seeing what you have to say now? No, I'm, I'm comfortable. I'm, I'm, I'm planting my feet down, and I hope that I can set an example for K-pop artists who want to try new things and, you know, stay in a group and still keep their dreams and passions and, you know, get do, do things when the time comes. It, it's not about, like, oh, it's too late. It's never too late. Like, I thought about that sometimes, too, like, because it's, like, you th- you'd want, you would have 
thought about doing it earlier or later or you know you always think about timing and um yeah that's another thing that we've that i feared like what about is time? my time over yeah no but time is what you make it and and i i do believe that i hope that the, I am being an example, planting my foot down. <laughs> and by the way, quality are and a great story will rise no matter what. Thank you. That's just the truth. Thank you. I just want to dance with your first, first solo album. Yes, it was. And do you have an album ready to go now, like a next one, or do you just have singles? I I am, um, the EP is in the works. It's almost uh, done. Cool. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I'm kind of aiming towards early 2019. Wow. And would you say the biggest difference between I Just Want to Dance and this new album is the fact that you've, you're, you're yeah, you're writing it. <laughs> I'm writing it on my own with, with, with the people I, I want to be in the studio with because it, it, it gets very specific. It's like, okay, I know this writer is awesome at this and this producer is awesome at this. And it's just so amazing that you get yeah. to work with the best and you get to choose and curated by you yes that's that's exactly it it's curated by me versus like an idea and like waiting on demos and and yeah that's what it was i'd be like i want to be a solo artist and then it took i i came out at year eight (laughs) and at what point did you actually release something um like year eight and a half (laughs) yeah at the end of it yeah it came really later and I mean, I'm glad I got the experience, but um, yeah, there was a lot of fear behind that too. And now it's just like, you know what? It's about really kind of curating, trying and the experience and really doing it. And, you know, writing 30 songs and then choosing three (laughs) versus not even writing any and kind of being scared. Had you written songs alone during Girls' Generation? Like, Um, Yeah, I had a few friends that I wrote with. I wrote like five or ten songs and and this was another issue i was like i i, I turned in my music and i was like <gasps> you know hoping yeah. and they're like oh it's good we're only just gonna use one though so like the whole time because you don't have another perspective you're like okay my songs are not that good like only one of them got placed and like you know you're oh already God. like over analyzing yourself when in the end it was it wasn't really it wasn't calculation or anything it was just my feelings there it's scary you know like it was my raw feelings out there and they're just like we'll only take one of your <laughs> one of your emotions and then get, get rid of the rest i know yeah so Trash. here i am but well, are, are you taking those songs that didn't get picked up and using them now no 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 those were the early days so i'm like i'm i'm glad i'm here learning from um amazing producers and writers <laughs> i was just i was just a young girl in my own room right in and, and yeah now i'm here I'm, I'm just like okay those are cool words that's a cool sound that i'm just picking up on things yeah cool do you feel like you're starting from scratch almost yeah i do even though I, you have millions of fans yeah and it, I think that's rare. And I'm, at first I was like, oh my gosh, I'm at point blank. But I think that's when anything's possible. So I'm just keeping a positive mindset. And luckily my other, my fans who have been with me, they're amazing. They're just like... Uh, the fanny packs. Oh my gosh, I haven't decided on them. I know, I saw I you thought, didn't like, like Did that. you see my interview? <laughs> well, oh my. I've seen you say it, but I see a lot of them are starting to call themselves that. Oh no, 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 no. I did not <laughs> set on that. <laughs> I'm, st- I'm, I'm still thinking about it. There are some strong contenders. There was a fan. There was Fanny Packs. There was like Fanny Tastics, and then another one I recently read was Young Ones. Like Young oh, Ones. Like that. That's cool. But also Young One means forever in Korean. 
Oh, so like I think that's special, yeah, right? I think that's better than fanny pack. See, I'm. You know what? Thank you, Zach. I'm I, gonna push young one because like the, it sounds cool it does. and it means forever. Yeah, it sounds cool and has a great meaning. I do like the branding and merch potential of the fanny packs. Woo. Oh but, yeah, that's true. But by the way, nobody's really wearing the fanny pack around their fanny anymore. They're, like I, wearing it like a backpack. Saying you know, yeah. you know what's that's in. Of, <laughs> yeah, I see people in the airport looking cool. Okay, and then I'm just here in my slippers, <laughs> looking like a fool. Yeah. So yeah, thanks, Zach, for young one. I fanny packs was a strong contender. I won't lie. I'm down with that. <laughs> I dig how, it. How far from K-pop is your solo work going to be? Are you just moving completely away from it? No, I. When I got back, and we're at this time where it's about identity and, and you know embracing who you are and your you know being Korean American, Asian American. Like it's such a beautiful time. I realized um, I wanted to create something that was everything I loved about K-pop and everything I loved about pop, which was the early 2000s, Britney and Justin and Pharrell, if yeah. you can hear it from the... the I, yeah. I was going to say, it sounds like a little Pharrell Missy Elliott on you. the new it's one. Exactly, it's, it's exactly the inspiration I drew from. And, then, and right before I wrote that song, I was watching Justin Timberlake at the forum and I was like super inspired. So you can say that um, all the things I love about K-pop and pop are kind of infused in. And I, I think everybody's craving a little nostalgia. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Will there be Korean lyrics? I hope so in some of the songs because I was thinking about that the other day with with my team. Like there's Spanglish versions of like yeah, Korean uh, English and Latin songs and I love I I grew up to Chris, I mean I loved Christina Aguilera's album in the earlier days and she had like yeah, yeah um, lots of collaboration. I would love like a Korean and an English yes. and I've been singing in both languages and it doesn't it sounds cool. Like you should do that. And and there are yeah, hi. <laughs> I I'd love to and I hope there that that's a good opportunity for every all the musicians to kind of collaborate whether it's like a english korean song a korean latin song like i've I've been seeing things and people talking about it so i hope i can be one of the first do it do it will korea let you release music will the companies allow you to release music there oh yeah i'm I'm on my own i don't have anybody in in asia i mean i'm with like a, a distribution label which is kind of that's the difference in korea it's just one management label distribution they do everything yeah I, yeah i only thought that was it too but they also control the scene you could say that but hi <laughs> <laughs> hi and right. and i and i'm i like that like i said i keep going back to it i feel blessed like i've girls generation has become my family and i'm i'm so thankful that when it was hard leaving the label but uh, i was rereading some of the press stuff that that when I was leaving and they're just like you know what girls generation isn't disbanding we're all kind of confused right now but we're not disbanding so I was really thankful for that that it this is a first time for everybody so let let it let the tables turn cool (laughs) but One Direction says they're getting back together and I just don't believe it and it breaks my heart are they? <laughs> uh, do you, no, did they, you like my face? I'm like, are they no, getting back together? No, they always say they're going to get back together. But eventually. I don't believe oh. they are. Like, do the fans, like, are, are the fans just waiting for you guys to eventually get back together? Yeah, but when I say that, I mean it. And I mean, I'm pretty sure they meet, the gentlemen mean it. It's just, it. I'm, it's it's so intense to get everybody's schedule on the same time. And, and it's like, 
one of my bandmates got into this amazing movie, and then she, this other one of my other bandmates is going to this huge television series. So it's just like when the timing's right, the stars will align. I think that's what we're waiting for because we've had ten years and we've had like two two years where we didn't have like a group project done, and everybody was focusing on their own things. And that's where I created the subunit, and we find our space to be together, but also apart. And I think this space apart right now will get us back together even stronger. That's it. You got to build into. In- Anticipation. Thank you. Got to give it time. <laughs> Zach, it you're speaking my language. Come on, <laughs> like One Direction. Like I want to. I want a few years on that. Like I want to. I, I when it happens. Yeah, I love I to be see them. Freaking out about. Well, of course. It. So do I. I'm the biggest One Direction fan. I just don't see them actually getting back together. I'm a huge fan. I believe that they will. Like. I mean, do you remember when I I was watching um, that? V, was it the VMA performance where Justin Timberlake brought In Sync back, and oh. I was like. And then Destiny's Child at Coachella. Come on. But that's Everybody like a quick one. reunion. That's not like a full-on like album tour. Oh, yeah, but that's a ridiculous thing to expect out of One Direction. You what? want them to do an album together? I want. Yeah, that's what I like One Direction for One Direction. Like, yeah, it would be fun to see them perform together again. I think we might get a performance. I don't know if we're going to get an album. Like, would Girls' Generation do an entire album? We were actually, yeah, we thought about it because we were just like, you know, we have to want to talk after like a year or two. And it's already been a year. I'm like, yeah. time is flying. So I think maybe after everybody's done with their like film productions, we might get together and start talking because I'm. I think we're, by that time, we're all going to be like, yeah, let's do one. Yeah. yeah. You're gonna be, and, and I think that's what's changing. Like over, over the course of time, there are, were big, there were labels controlling and, you know, gatekeepers, um, gatekeepers. But now it's just like, it's on us. Like if we want, if we decide we're going to do this, like we can just stream live and, and say we're going to write music and just like <laughs> do, do it. it. Yeah. The power of social media. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Tiffany Young, yeah? Well, I just wanted to ask two questions. Can you explain Professor T quickly? Professor T. Professor T, um, well, I mean, it came up during an interview where they asked me if you could have one superpower, and I was like, mind control. Wait, does that make me Professor X? But And then came, then call me Professor T. And then I realized I am always... Especially coming back home, I'm, I'm in this place where I'm learning and I'm new to things. So I will forever be a student. But also people are like, you're the guru of K-pop now. Ten years under your belt, you're a pro. Like you, I was like, you can call me professor. And like what before going into this video, I wanted to channel that I am a pro. Like I am becoming this raw, like... Mm, Kind of unpolished. <laughs> Throwing my, getting my hair, my ponytail out in the video, um, like human being. But I'm also very, very focused and kind of gonna teach you through what I do and how I do it, and just show you the process, which is what a professor does. You kind of break down what your process is and how it's done. Whereas before, it was all neatly packaged, and you never got to say anything. And Professor T is definitely my alter ego of being this. Ba- I was gonna say <laughs> this bad. Um, you a bad bitch. Yeah, I'm a ba- I'm a badass bitch. Yeah, yeah, that's my alter ego. Here we go. I didn't want to say that, but because uh, you said, what did you say, bull squash? Bull squash. Okay. Yeah. Instead okay. of bull she's. Okay. What well, What was the craziest rule that was imposed on you? I couldn't swear. Ever. We never swore, and then it slowly got to like my bandmates would start saying things, and I'd like casually like flip them off, and they'd be like, "Oh," and I'd be like, "Oh, wait, sorry." Yeah. Okay, no cursing. What yeah. else? Um, 
always being ready, like photo ready. Like there's a lot of press and paparazzi that started happening when we started promoting. So I remember having like one terrible picture and I was like, oh my gosh, this means we always have to be ready. And like we have to get up at like four in the morning to go to the airport. Hair and makeup always. Yeah, always. And Did they have somebody do it for you? Yeah, of course. Okay, good. I, I mean, I, I've, I've tried doing it on my own, but I'm already half asleep, which would make me look worse. <laughs> Leave it to the professionals. <laughs> Did they control your communication outside of the group? Mm, so when we first started, there was no social media. Whoa. Yeah. So, so it was a different world. It was. It didn't matter. Like, and, and because they were like, yeah, social media can always be a disaster. Like online platforms can be such a disaster. You, sh- you guys should never do it. So we were actually pretty late to the game. Like I started my Instagram really late, like 2004, late 2014, 15. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we, we came in pretty late. So that was the pressure of not like of, of the label saying, yeah, social media is a mess. And then I found out social media means you can have a voice. So, yes. <laughs> hi. Did they affect your relationships? Did they keep you from having relationships? Um, yeah, when we were younger. Yeah, you we, could- we, were, we weren't allowed to date till like, um, in Korea, it's like legal age is 20. Yeah, 21, okay. 20, yeah. So and they're just they- like, yeah, they're like, you guys aren't allowed to date. We, the first year and a half, was it year? We didn't have cell phones. So I went to pay phones to make a call. To so like call your parents back then. <laughs> yeah, and I had like calling cards because back then that's, yeah, international calls. I, I'd, yeah, call, oh. I'd step out of my apartment and go to the phone booth. And we, yeah, we didn't have phones at all. Really? So we were just really focused. Was it, was it fun? <sighs> Working like going on stage and performing, yeah. But if I think about it now, I'm pretty sure I was miserable. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and luckily yeah. there was I had a fun group of friends, girlfriends that are my family now, and we we made the best out of it. Like we were never bored because there were so many of us. And that's an upset. Yeah, did we you fight had back? Fun. Huh? Did you ever fight back? Um, no, I just thought that that's what it was. And like, this is what, this is what it required. And I think when you're that young and you, you're just so set and focused on, I remember I was like, oh, I want to make a difference. I want us to get artist of the year or best new artist. Like I was focused when I got there and I was just like, if that's what it takes, yes, take, take my life away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy that the whole idea is like perfect, perfect, perfect. Yeah. But so it, realistically, it's the complete opposite. Yeah. Now uh, that's why perfectionism is something that I keep coming back to it's a real issue and i guess it's deeply rooted but it's only perfect because they can replace perfect you can't replace human do you know what i'm saying yes you you don't form a relationship with a perfect robot you form a relationship with somebody somebody who has a pulse and independent thoughts and like experiences and can share emotion and talk to you about things let's go to korea i can translate for you dude i mean like, <laughs> whatever it takes like i'm down yeah i'm 100 in yeah i i find the whole thing you know i had my first interaction with a k-pop group back in maybe 2010 2009 it was the wonder girls mm, love they <laughs> yeah. definitely came here to compete with yeah. you or they thought they were going to try we yeah we we, we started at the same year yeah i yeah. remember like and they had the jonas brothers back yes then. they did when you find that out like are you like i was like what am i doing with my life yeah, <laughs> <Jonas?"> <laughs> yeah seriously i remember we, we we had some we've had some healthy competition during those years the first because when we first started when girls generation first started 
there weren't that many girl bands. And then came this huge like era of girl bands after, which is I'm I'm proud to say Wonder Girls, Wonder Girls and Girls Generation started. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they I mean, would you say they started because of you guys or in response to Girls Generation? I uh, I think it became kind of um everyone was like, Okay, I guess girl bands can work through what we were doing and we worked our ass. We worked our butts off. You can say yeah. We worked our ass off. Everybody knows that. We worked. We worked hard. And I think that's what it is. Being a human being, it's proud about really working hard and not sharing your process. Yeah. That's the story. So you consider them competition? When we were younger, yeah. yeah. We're all friends now. We're so close. That's cool. Yeah. They were, I, they were really... I, I never dealt with a harder team than the Wonder Girls because it was, dude, it was really regulated. It was perfection and like that's what that was the thick of it. Yeah. You're right. It was 2010? really intense, Oof. and because they felt like that, what was that's what kept the brand afloat. That's what made the brand unique. This I remember we weren't allowed to wear when we weren't allowed to wear. We were at Thailand this one trip. And they're like, okay, you guys can't go out and swim because we don't want you to be photographed in what? bathing suits. Wow. Yeah, that just popped into my head. Like, there, yeah. And at the time, you, you didn't think anything of it. I was just like, okay, put on a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Put on a wetsuit? Yeah, seriously, right? <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was really strict. But, I mean, we started at 17, so I'm, I'm going to understand a bit. Wow. Tiffany Young, we've I've covered a lot. One yeah? last question. Now that you're solo, you're back in America, why has it been so hard for Asian Americans to break into like mainstream America? Um, I think most they weren't I think most of the other artists or entertainers entertainers, well, the the friends that I have, like the Wonder Girls or or when we were here promoting when Girls Generation was here promoting, we weren't here full time. Mm-hmm. So we just come by and make stops versus like really kind of figuring out what our identity or what our sound or, or what it is we want to say to America at the at, at that time when we were promoting. Like, yeah, I'm here full time and I'm always just thinking about and watching and just taking in culture and, and learning. And, and I think it does take... It did take me to live there, live in Korea, South Korea, and train for three and a half years. And um, we also lived like um, part time in Japan when we were going full time in, in the Japanese market as well. And maybe it is full time. And I think more and more um, Asian entertainers are like, you know what? I really want to start storytelling. There's also amazing Asian like writers and directors that are coming to the scene. But Asian Americans, I are I think it's a wonderful time, and there are a handful of um, amazing artists right now in films. And yeah, I'm I'm just kind of learning and observing with you. <laughs> and, and you're soaking in the culture 100 yeah. now. Last question: What advice do you give to future idols? Future are I Korean artists, yeah, Korean pop artists. Um, Learn the rules so you can make new rules. Don't break any. Just learn and make new rules, and um, always like turn to a you know friend, a colleague, a senior, or somebody that's always going to be able to talk and just hear your opinion out and continue to find a voice while doing it and you know 
still be passionate and have dreams while you're doing things. Like it's never too late. Cool. Tiffany Young. Appreciate Thank it. You. Thanks for oh, no, out. This was this was some this was a real, real interview. Thank you so much. I have to take you to Korea. <laughs> I'm yeah. ready to go. Over my skin deserves your ear. So uh please Thank give you. it a listen. Thank you, Tiffany Young, Thank for hanging you. out. This podcast is part of the Zach Sang Show Podcast Network.